1: Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. We are well over a thousand subscribers. I mean, not well over, but we're over a thousand subscribers so far. So thank you to everyone out there who supported the show by watching and subscribing on YouTube. If you don't watch the show, That's okay. You can check out the show on all of your favorite podcasting platforms out there, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, Podbean. We're on all of them. So wherever you find your podcast, you can find Locked On Panthers and all the podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, because every single Friday, like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show. So either at me at Julian Counts on Twitter, DM me at Julian Counts on Twitter, or you can leave a comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or today's show, and I'll answer your question tomorrow on the weekly Friday mailbag. If you leave a comment there on YouTube, just make sure to say Friday mailbag so I can go scroll down and find it and answer your question on tomorrow's show. But again, first, make sure to follow me there on Twitter on today's show. Going to talk to Trevor Sykema, formerly of the Draft Network. Used to host a podcast here with the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now he's on to bigger and better things, working at Pro Football Focus. Also appeared on Good Morning Football last week. The dude's killing it. Also lives here locally in Charlotte. So you know he has some thoughts on the Carolina Panthers. He's actually a Bucs fan. His Twitter account is at Tampa Bay Trey. That's okay. He's a Bucs fan. We're not really too concerned about that. Good guy. So going to get his perspective on what the Carolina Panthers should do at 6. What they could do at 6 and what are their options At six and later on in the draft that they're not able to find a way into Friday in the second or third round. As currently they have pick six and then they have pick 137. And that is a massive gap as we all know here for the Carolina Panthers. As they look to fill the hole at left tackle and potentially at quarterback next week in Las Vegas for the 2022 NFL draft. So on the other side, going to talk to Trevor Sykema of Pro Football Focus about the upcoming draft for the Carolina Panthers here. Just a moment on locked on Panthers. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, Blue Nile.com has the fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24/7, available via phone or chat to help you find a merchandise gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, first stone pendants, and so much more on bluenile.com. Celebrating a special woman in your life on bluenile.com. You can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point. This mother's day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from bluenile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500. This pie class exclusive is only good for Mother's Day. Use Locked On. That's code on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to bluedow.com today.
0: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover,
1: All right as promised here on locked on panthers let's now welcome in trevor sykema on twitter at tampa bay Trey, but it's okay he might be a bucks fan might have lived in tampa splits his time here in charlotte and in cincinnati where he now works for pro football focus check out his podcast with connor rogers the nfl stock exchange i love that name by the way trevor uh how you doing man
3: uh julian i'm doing great appreciate you having me on the podcast and I thought about what name to have for a podcast for like months. So yeah. it did not, it did not just pop up out of nowhere. I was grueling trying to think of the perfect podcast name. And I think we picked a pretty good one. So I appreciate the kind words. There.
1: No, it's a good one. It's hard to figure out what your name's going to be. Like when they asked me to be locked on Panthers, pretty simple. Like, okay, great. I am not have right. to think about anything. <laughs> and I love, and also speaking of podcast names, like last year, folks, you're probably familiar with Trevor. Um, Last year, you hosted a podcast for the Panthers.com called Cub Scouts, and I thought that was brilliant. That one was not me. That one was the name. The name was already
3: there before I got there, so I did not decide what the name was going to be, so I just kind of inherited that one, but that was a really fun thing to do, so I did enjoy that.
1: Well, that's awesome, man. Well, that's what we have you here to talk about the draft coming up in a week in Las Vegas. I assume would you be down there? Yes or no.
3: No, we're actually doing the uh, we're doing a full-on draft studio from the PFF headquarters here in Cincy. so uh, we'll have we'll have
1: the full squad out here in Cincinnati actually. Okay, so I guess that's the one thing about not being in the draft network anymore. You don't get to go to the draft.
3: Well, But it's, it's probably better for me because it's yeah. in Vegas this year. So, I mean, like, that would have been just bad all around for the wallet, for my alcohol
1: intake, for my professionalism probably. So, uh, it might be a good thing this year. Yeah, I'm concerned about the NFL media headed down to Las Vegas next week for the draft. <laughs> but uh, let's get into it, man. Before we get to the Panthers, though, the top five. Like there doesn't seem to be a set number one pick right now. Like I've heard Aiden Hutchinson might be the guy, but then there's thoughts: is he really the top player in this draft for Jacksonville? Like, as you see it right now, a week out, how do you think that's going to play out one through five ahead of Carolina?
3: Yeah, uh, so I'm actually going through the exercise right now of putting together my final mock draft, and it comes out next week, obviously, right before the the draft is going to start, but. I I, I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of people around the business, and some people are more plugged in with certain teams than others. And I just I love having conversations, picking their brains, seeing what other people have been hearing. And so I'm trying to compile a lot of that source or inside information, if you will, for some of these picks to have a best guess for what's gonna happen because this year it truly is a guess. We really don't know. We're sitting here at number one overall, and I, I genuinely don't know who the Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna pick. And you know what the crazy thing is, Julian? I don't know if they know who they're going to pick yet. And it's, you know, Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football. He was talking about this uh, earlier this week. He's like, if it was going to be Hutchinson, I think we'd know by now. And we just, we don't. We, We don't know by now. So that makes me truly think that Trayvon Walker is actually in consideration to go number one overall, that he is in that conversation, that he could end up being that top overall pick. But, you know, it's a handful of guys. It's Aiden Hutchinson, it's Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Ike Quanu, the offensive tackle from NC State, and then you could throw Evan Neal's name in there. You could throw Kyle Hamilton's name in there, but I think they're comfortably guys who are probably going to be outside the top three, not really in consideration for that. But it's really any of those prospects that you could see within that top five. I think the other wild card is maybe Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State, and Sauce Garner, the corner from Cincinnati. And here we are. Look, I, I just named eight or nine guys. I yeah. feel like that, that-, that could <laughs> be within that top three, which is crazy. It's exciting. I know uncertainty makes people nervous and so they're kind of like freaking out about this draft but for an entertainment value standpoint i when's the last time we didn't already know the first name out of roger goodell's
1: mouth i like that you said we always know we always know and this year we don't i like that you said like i've never been a huge draft guy like obviously you are last year we knew one jackson was going to take trevor lawrence Two, after sam darnold was traded here to carolina we knew that the jets were going to take zach wilson right. and after that you knew it was also going to be a quarterback because san francisco didn't trade three first round picks to take a left tackle or a defensive end <laughs> right. or whatever i right. was going to take one of the last three quarterbacks left over the top five guys and trevor L- and trey lance uh mac jones and of course they took trey Lance. Or- Justin Fields also, they took Trey Lance, but still, it's interesting to like have all that unknown, but it does kind of make it nervy if you're Carolina, and you're a Panthers fan, wondering, okay, so you have two massive needs, obviously, at left tackle. Now, on Wednesday, the new offensive line coach, James Campin, said that their third round pick of last year, Brady Christensen, who got some reps in the last season, could factor in at left tackle. I don't know if that's the plan A for the Carolina Panthers or the best plan for them, but he could factor in. So you get kind of nervy wondering if one of those top prospects up there could potentially go off the board when you bring up Okwanu, Okwanu, who's local kid from NC State and also from mm-hmm. the Charlotte area, and Evan Neal.
3: Yeah, look, I think Christensen should be in the mix to play left tackle because oh, okay. I thought that he was a left tackle coming out, and I actually liked his tape. Now, it was the same thing as Zach Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. That BYU team with Christensen, with Zach Wilson, with all those guys there two years ago, that team was so much more talented than the competition that they went up against in the schedule that they had last year that yeah. you knew going to the NFL, it was going to be a big learning curve for these guys. It was clearly a learning curve for Zach Wilson, who really struggled. And it was also, I guess, pretty much a learning curve for Brady Christensen as well because it felt like he couldn't get on the field. Okay, is he a guard? Is he a tackle? His best tape was a tackle. And so I honestly, I think they should give him a fair shake at offensive tackle. That's the position that he played best at. Maybe he doesn't have the best measurables in the world, but he had good tape. I thought he had good tape at offensive tackle. So I honestly, I know that people aren't exactly factoring in it, but I agree with the offensive line coach. I think that he should be in the equation, especially with Carolina only having one pick, right? They've got number six overall, and then they don't pick again until the fourth round because of this EJ Henderson trade and because of the Sam Darnold trade so they've got to kind of be smart here about this because there's some quarterback options that are out there right Jimmy Garoppolo's still out there potentially for a trade yeah Baker Mayfield's out there potentially for a trade or you could draft one at six it depends what you want to spend your capital in because to go get Jimmy Garoppolo or to go get Baker Mayfield it's not going to cost you that much in the draft. Like, it'll cost you probably a day three pick at this point for both of those guys. But, of course, their contracts are a little bit more expensive. Carolina's got the money. They could spend it. Ultimately, though, I feel like they're going to take a quarterback at six. That is... Why do you feel that way? So, the reason why I feel that way is because I feel like there have been a lot of hints at this point. Because for as much as GMs and head coaches and everybody they want to think keep things very close to the vest some are better than others but these guys also have to do these media availabilities at the combine at the end of the season at the owners meetings and then kind of as you know early things are happening right now right before the draft where you get some availability as well yeah and you can You can only lie for so long, right? Like these these guys, they love football too. And they just, they want to talk about football. And not only that, they also want to be right. So sometimes you can tell that they almost brace you for what they're about to do because they don't want outrage or they don't want people to be mad when it actually happens. So they kind of brace you for it. So the reason why I think they're going to take a quarterback is this is one of the factors one, they obviously need one very badly. I think that if they go into next year with just Sam Darnold, I mean, the optics are terrible. I, look, it's going to be an ugly situation down here if that's what happens. Matt Rule Matt Rule might as well put his house on Zillow now if they're, only, if they're only going into next year with Sam Darnold. I mean, like, it's just, it, it's not going to work out for him. So yeah. I think that, that I lean that way for them taking number six overall pick, a quarterback there. I also listened to a Q&A, or I, I read a Q&A on panthers.com from Scott Fitterer, and he listed off offensive tackle, they asked him like what the big draft needs were going to be for him at six. And he said offensive tackle. He said it's going to be sweet spot for him right there, picking it. he's like, we also, you know, you need a quarterback. We've got to need a quarterback. Everybody knows that. And then he and then he kind of like started to list other things on the roster. And he brought up edge rusher and he brought up Brian Burns. And he was like, oh, like I, you know, we 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 might uh, you know, Brian Burns' his contract is coming up and you know, we, you know, we want to pick up the fifth year option, but like, hey, you know, you never know in it. Why are you bringing up Brian Burns? Yeah, that was was strange. Brian Burns is like one of the players on the roster that you could never lose. That is your core player. So the reason why I feel like he did that is because he's kind of maybe panicked in his mind a little bit and just tried to throw anything at the wall to get you to not think they're going to take a quarterback. Right. He lists offensive tackle first on purpose, doesn't say quarterback first kind of throws in quarterback after it goes, hey, you know, everybody knows we need a quarterback. And hey, uh, who knows? I mean, edge rusher, you know, it's a good edge rush class. You know, Brian Burns, he might not be here. What? That's not. What the- <laughs> you can't be saying stuff like that. So I think that that was a little slip there. I think that could be a hint. And I I think that, again, like you saying the thing about the offensive lineman, talking about Brady Christensen, hey, he might be an option offensive tackle. That, to, That, again, to me is a hint. Right, Ben McAdoo saying, Oh, Sam Donald's our starting quarterback, and then immediately saying, Oh, no, 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 I actually, you know, I shouldn't shouldn't have said that. These are hints, these are all hints that I'm like, Hmm, okay, okay, all of these things are pointing to one direction, and it's a quarterback at six.
1: So, yeah, I I don't disagree with you, man. I've been telling my listeners like the last couple months, if they fall in love with a guy, they're gonna take one at six. And Fitter has said before that. That's the time where you really take a shot at a quarterback right there sitting in the top 10 at six. You talk about the rookie wage scale and that fifth-year option and that flexibility financially knowing that you just extended DJ Moore. You brought back Dante Jackson. Brian Burns, who we mentioned, is someone who's going to want a contract extension probably next season after his fourth year. That would be the great time to get that done. So you want to have that flexibility in building your roster. So that's why I've kind of felt the same way. And also, if they fall in love with somebody, I felt like they were going to take somebody. Now, the question is, who's that going to be? Because right. Kenny Pickett, we already know the ties. Once upon a time, is committed to Matt Rule. Then Rule decides to, lead to go to Baylor. He says, all right, cool, I'm going to Pitt instead. And then David Tepper, Pittsburgh native, alum, former owner or partial owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's all the Pitt ties that we have with Kenny Pickett. Yeah, we know all of those. But also, Malik Willis, when people talk about the quarterbacks in this draft, no one really thinks any of them are going to be high-caliber guys. At least we'll see. But if anyone has the highest upside, it would be in Lake Willis. Now, looking at the quarterbacks, potentially at six, mm-hmm. specifically those two, which way would you lean if you're Carolina? So, in reality,
3: I think Carolina is in a really bad spot either way because – I agree. They're not going to win. I don't think they're winning for rookie next year. Right. And and at that point, like, are you saving rules job? And are you starting over anyways? And it's just, it's not really a good scenario right now in Carolina because they don't have the offensive line where it needs to be for one of these quarterbacks. Shoot. If they, I mean, if they were even picking, Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, they wouldn't have the offensive line where it needs to be. Right. And so you're talking about quarterbacks that aren't nearly as talented as those guys, or at least as far along as you would expect from a rookie season. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Look, the thing with Kenny and and I don't, I don't want to take anything away from this past year because it was an unbelievable rise. He's gone from this day three pick to somebody who's probably going to go in the first round, could be QB one in this draft. And it was a fantastic year that he had this past year, but He is a guy who I think has a decently high floor, but I think he's got a low ceiling, man. I really do. Like, I don't love the arm talent, even beyond the small hands, which has the ball security issues, the velocity issues. Like, I think that he is still – he was playing a little bit of backyard football last year, and I think he got away with a lot of mistakes last year that you just don't get away with in the NFL. So I think that where you might be able to get some wins out of him this year – I just I feel like Kenny is gonna be somebody who you're looking to upgrade from. And why would you take a player like that? If that's true, which they might not see him that way, but that's how Mm -hmm. I see him. Why would you take that quarterback at six? Now, the quarterback that you would want to take a home run hit at, or a swing at the fences I should say, is Malik Willis. But the thing with Malik Willis is you know, some people have been like, oh, you know, look at his, his, his arm, his passing ability paired with his rushing ability. He gives you that Lamar Jackson feel, guys. Lamar Jackson won a Heisman in college, right? I mean like Lamar Jackson was so much further along, even in his own abilities than Malik, uh, than Malik Willis is right now. That offensive line that he played behind in Liberty these last two years was awful. It was terrible. And because of it, he's his pocket management. Isn't good. Uh, His, his, the timer in the back of his head is all whack because the O line was absolutely terrible. He really doesn't have a ton of experience going through progressions the way he should, because of that time. And he's, unfortunately skittish he bails from pockets and he's got great rushing ability he's got great mobility and he's made it work because of that but the in-structure plays aren't there with Malik Willis and if you expect them to get any better at the NFL level behind a not great offensive line you're it's a pipe dream so yeah. I think I, I I would tell you shoot I'd take Desmond Ritter but he's not gonna be on the <laughs> table I I, yeah. I don't think but like I would tell you if it's between Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, pick Malik Willis. You might as well give yourself the
1: chance at a home run, even if it's probably going to be a tough year this upcoming year. And this really make a lot of sense to me when people say, like, you brought this, this up as well. It's like, okay, let's get Pickett in here because we can win more games with him next year than potentially Malik Willis who might have to sit out for a season. So, okay, well, the end game long-term is to win a Super Bowl. Right. And if you don't think he's going to be that, if you're just trying to win games next year, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Then why you would bring in Pickett when potentially upside wise, Malik Willis might be the best long term play. Now it's all a crapshoot. We have no idea what's going to happen. You're like, right, of course. Yeah, we're looking at look look at Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Rosen, three guys who went there in the 2018 draft class. That we talked about being a great quarterback class, and Rosen, whether he's good enough or not, really never got to get great opportunity. But still, that never worked out. Baker. Yep went from QB one three weeks ago to QB four up in Cleveland and Darnold was a failure in New York. They made all the excuses and he proved that. Yes, actually I'm not very good at this level of football here in Carolina. So we've already seen how that didn't work out. And the best one of them is probably Josh Allen. But before this past season was the guy who got picked last in the first round in Lamar Jackson who's already been an MVP. So who knows? Maybe this weak quarterback class actually turns out to be a great one. I have no idea.
3: Right, it's, and you. of course, and I don't either. And heck, maybe they end up picking Malik Willis, and he ends up just having a massive turnout. Because yeah. all all we're doing is we're playing the odds, right? That's what the sure. draft is all about. You look at talent, you get you look at ability, you look at overall skill, you look at ceiling, you look at all of those things, and you you simply place percentages on what the odds are that this guy works out. There is always the chance that they hit all of those things and they absolutely blow up. So the odds may not be in Carolina's favor right now to really hit a home run and change things in this draft, but
1: it's not zero. It can happen. So we'll just have to see. So both you and I kind of think they're likely right now, sitting here a week before the draft, going to take a quarterback there at six, whether that's right or wrong. Offensive tackle. Aquanu Neil Cross, your latest mock draft that came out March 18th. So over mm-hmm. a, a month ago. I, I mean things have changed, obviously. I, I don't know, and I'm sure your pick might change next week. We'll see. Looking at offensive line there at six, who is a prospect that if he's sitting there, Carolina no-brainer has to take him among those three? <sighs> Well, I mean the honest the honest answer is any of the three. Honestly. Okay. I think I think
3: they're all three really good players and they're gonna be good pros. I have Evan Neal Neal as my top offensive tackle. I've got Charles Cross my number two and I've got Ike aquano number three, but these are all top ten players on my board. So like these are all players who I think are gonna be able to play tackle at a high level uh, yeah. in the NFL. And so if any of these players are on the board and they want an offensive tackle, you you got to be able to take one of these guys to plug and play right away and let them be your your, your left tackle there. Now that's also why some people look at Carolina's situation. They say, okay, well, trade down. They're they're a perfect candidate to trade down. And
1: the thing is, is that I'm glad you it, brought that up because I was going to ask you about this because you you had like six trades that you would hate to see, and you said right. trading back for Carolina was one of them. And the
3: pro the problem with with the trade for Carolina for me is. If you want a quarterback and you're trading back to still draft a quarterback, to me that's a bad process. Go get your guy. Right? Like don't don't risk this stuff because let's say let's say they want Malik Willis, right? Let's say they're sitting at 6. They move back to nine with Seattle. Get one of their second-round picks because Seattle's got two early second-round picks. So they just move three picks, and they go, good, we're still in the top 10. We can still get Malik Willis. We can still get a second-round pick. Pittsburgh calls up the Atlanta Falcons at eight. It goes, I'll give you whatever you want for eight. Falcons go, okay. Pittsburgh goes up. Malik Willis is there at eight. They take Malik Willis. Now what's Carolina going to do? Pick the quarterback that they don't want, which they've already proven that when you try to get cute and bargain shop at quarterback, it doesn't work it never works Mm -hmm. and then you're just sitting there and you you got it like pat yourself on the back and go well at least we got an extra second round pick which isn't going to be a starting caliber offensive tackle so they're in a really tough spot but I don't like trading back I know a lot of people talk about them trading back but I don't like it because if you miss out on one of these three offensive tackles I don't like any of the other tackles to come in and start right away I'm not a big Trevor Penning guy. I like okay. Bernard Raymond, but you know, he's going to have a jump in competition level. It's going to be maybe a little bit of a similar story to what Brady Christensen was probably a little bit better. Cause he won't be as in the doghouse. It felt like this past year, but you know, Kenyon green, maybe if you think he's an offensive tackle, but he really hasn't found a home. Cause he's been all over the place for Texas A&M. So, if, if, you, if you're if you Carolina and you trade back and, and you miss out on one of these top three offensive tackles and, and you're trying to get cute with a quarterback, I, I just don't love it. I don't love that for the sake of getting more draft picks. You've kind of, at this point, I think, you've made your bed at this point. Mm-hmm. Make the most of it. Stick at six. Pick the player that is the most talented that you think will help you out. And that's what I think Carolina's got to
1: do. Well, that's Scott Federer says this, like they go into free agency, like they try to fill the hole. So when they go in the draft they can go best player available, Now the two obvious holes, as we talked about, are still offensive tackle and quarterback. And I've already said that Christensen, if things work out where they don't have one of the top three guys sitting there at six, like they have a guy who they believe in, and then they can maybe get another veteran on the market that can help them out potentially like a Dwayne Brown. So they're, they might be set there. I've right. always been someone the last couple of years who's just begged them, like, please get a left tackle back when Cam was here even when they had Bridgewater, Darnold. What, hey, you got Darnold here. You might as well find someone to protect him, especially as we've seen, like you said with Malik Willis, the guy gets skittish in the pocket because he's seeing goes. He's taking a lot of hits throughout his career. So, like, help your quarterback out. I would love for them to do that. I, I don't think they're going to do that right now, a week out from the draft. Maybe we'll see. But it sounds like to me, like what you're saying is a smart play is to take one of the top three pat- tackles there at six, even if that means you have the six pick and then you don't draft again until 137. Although I've kind of felt watching Bitter last year maneuver and trade back four times, that he could give up future get- draft capital to somehow get into day two on Friday if they really want to get a second or third round pick. It might not be the smartest play, but I don't know. Maybe sitting from hundred 100- waiting 131 picks is not the, the smartest play either. I don't it's know. It's rough. It's, it's-, it's, it's what rough. you did. He, yeah, you, you made the you made the gamble, and I put that in quotes because it was not a gamble to get Sam Darnold. He was never going to be good. You bring him in, and then you get re- so super reactive and trade for C.J. Henderson, who's kind of on the outs in Jacksonville, and he hasn't done anything the last season to prove that that was a good decision there with that third round pick, giving that up. So I, I don't know how it's all going to play out though with the Panthers. Now let's let's go in the later rounds since you you got all the internal knowledge up here when it comes to the draft. They talk about defensive end. They talk about linebacker, they talk about safety, all three positions that potentially they would like to maybe possibly add add depth to this roster. If they don't draft again until pick 137, of those position groups, is there anybody that stands out to you that might fit well here in Carolina? I'm going to put you here on the spot.
3: Which, okay, which position groups are we talking? Which, could, let's do defensive end. Okay alright i'm 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 pulling up i'm pulling up my sheet just so i have all these guys here okay defensive end linebacker and okay. safety okay linebackers and safeties all right fourth round Whew. we're 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 scrolling down here julian we're <laughs> we are scrolling down okay so if they want linebacker i think that there's a chance that like ah, channing Tyndall's too fast i feel like he No, Channing Tindall might be there at the beginning of day three. I know that might shock some people, the linebacker from Georgia. He's got a lot Mm -hmm. of speed. If you want more speed at linebacker, I think that he'd give you that chance. Brandon Smith is the same way. Brandon Smith is a super athletic linebacker from Penn State who, if they want to get faster, I think they can get that.
1: Four and five-star recruit, too.
3: Right, right. Darian Beavers from Cincinnati is another name that I'm thinking of who special teams monster, but he also, I think, I, think he's, I just think he's a really smart football player. Like if you want a Mike, if you want a guy who can like control things in the middle and free up Shaq Thompson and free up Jeremy Chan, however, they want to use him at whatever level level. I think when you put Darian Beavers, who isn't the most athletic guy, I get it. But when you put his football IQ in the middle and you let those other athletes be able to run around I think that that could work for them if that's the kind of linebacker they want, edge rusher. I mean, your best bet's probably Maje Sanders from Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a technician. I think he's got a lot of he's got a lot of pass rush moves that he can go to. But the weight thing's really weird for me. Played at two fifty, went to the Senior Bowl at two forty, showed up at the combine at two twenty eight which is odd. Uh, He said, he said that they, that he had like a stomach bug the day before, but like, what are you losing 14 pounds of the stomach bug? I don't really, I, that, that is, is, was super weird to me. And then he was at his pro day and he was like two forty again. And I'm like, what, what happened? I don't know. So (laughs) so I feel like some weird weight fluctuation might be why he might fall down the board. They could like him Tyreek Smith's a guy from a, a big program at Ohio state. If they want to get a depth player, there, safety, (sighs) <sighs> Vrome mckinley from oregon might be there okay y- yusuf corker from kentucky isn't bad these are just names that i'm kind of throwing out there kirby joseph might be there in the fourth but i think he's probably going a little bit earlier the, the safety from illinois who i know a lot of people like those are a handful of names i guess that uh that you should be on the lookout for but Man, if you if, if you thought projecting <laughs> the first round was difficult, project the guys out to the fourth round is is kind of hard. So those are a handful of names I think are probably in that fringe. Three round three to five, who could be around when Carolina's picking in the fourth.
1: I mean, hey, we're fortunate here in Carolina, just talking about hey, we have the six picks. So there's a lot of options potentially you could do there. And then, well, you don't have another option until the fourth round currently. So trying to figure out right. what they might do right. is uh, obviously a difficult task. But I appreciate man, for all the insight. Of Today on the show, follow uh, on Twitter again at Tampa Bay Trey. Congratulations on Brady being back. Super annoying, but congrats. <laughs> I know you guys went through hell for a long time down there, and to get to go, that's just ridiculous.
3: Hey, I tell I tell people uh, I tell people all the time the reason why I care about the draft is because I grew up just south of Tampa, and for most of my life, they suck. And all I had to look forward to was the draft. So you better believe I'm milking everything I can out of Brady somehow wearing
1: red and pewter. But I appreciate you having me on, Julian. This is a lot of fun, man. Absolutely. Check out his podcast. The NFL Stock Exchange of Pro Football Focus. He's Trevor Sick of uh, doing a great job. All right, we'll take a quick pause here and we'll uh, close things up here on Lockdown Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You'll find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source of all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
2: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover,
0: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: Big thanks again
1: to Trevor Sykema at Tampa Bay Trey on Twitter. He's a host, reporter and podcaster for Pro Football Focus. He's splitting his time between this Queen City and the other Queen City in Cincinnati, Ohio. Does a fantastic job hosting the NFL Stock Exchange podcast with Connor Rogers, just crushing it with his draft coverage, his coverage of the NFL. Does a great job. Check out all the stuff they got going on next week for Pro Football Focus around the NFL draft. And, well, one week away from today, we'll be sitting there wondering and finding out what the Carolina Panthers do with the sixth pick. Do they take a quarterback, a offensive tackle, Do they trade back? Which Trevor says he doesn't want to happen. And I don't know really how I feel about it now after listening to his reasoning. So we'll see how it all plays out next week in Las Vegas for your Carolina Panthers, our Carolina Panthers. That's going to wrap it up here on this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And check us out also on all of the podcasting platforms out there, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, all of them. You can find this show and all the shows across the Lockdown Podcast Network on those podcasting platforms. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at JulianCouncil, where tomorrow, which is Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at JulianCouncil, DM me at JulianCouncil on Twitter, or leave a comment on today's show or show from Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday from this week. Any show from Monday through Thursday of that week. Make sure to leave a comment, say Friday mailbag in your comment. I'll go find it and I'll answer it on, of course, Friday. when We have the weekly Friday mailbag. Thank you so much again for watching the show. As always, take care, keep pounding, and I will talk to you all on Friday.